I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. Oh, man, I know you heard that. That is me opening up some St. Arnold 5 o'clock pills to start the show. I am John Denman, your host of Drink of Ages. And, man, we are having a great time here in the beautiful state of Florida. Uh, that was a 5 o'clock pills from St. Arnold Brewing Company that I am cracking open, who happens to be sponsoring this episode of Drink of Ages all the way out here, the beautiful Gulf Coast. But let's get everybody going. Let's get everybody in the mood right now. Let's, let's, uh, let's get our drinking song, Dead Rabbits, right here. Come on, tell tellers with bridges to barn, put your money away. Holy on my side on a tight in the morn, and we must get back to drinking. This is your weekly badass beer and music show. This week is an exception because we're really not featuring any bands this week. Uh, We are in the beautiful state of Florida, like I said, sitting on the Gulf Coast. Been bouncing around all week from Tampa to Anna Maria Island. There are some fantastic breweries in this area of the world. Seventh Sun, Cycle, Darwin's, Cage, Angry Chair, all making badass beer. There are tons more, but I only had a chance to visit a few. My family does not quite enjoy it as much as I do. However, they did enjoy one of the top breweries in Florida, one who makes fantastic beers. While in Tampa, we stopped by Cigar City and spoke with Wayne Wambles, the head brewer. Wayne's been with with the brewery from the uh, very beginning, like 2008. So when we get back from this break, 
you will hear our interview with Wayne Wambles from Cigar City Brewing Company. Cue the music, get another beer. This is Drink of Ages. I am John Denman, and we'll be right back. City Brewing is a microbrewery in the heart of one of Houston's oldest and most iconic neighborhoods, bringing Houston worldly beers at a neighborhood level. The tap room and beer garden focuses on bar-like service with no need to purchase tokens or tours. Patrons can buy half pints, full pints, pitchers, and flights of beer. Bring your family, including your furry ones, because kids and pets are welcome. The kids can enjoy the house-made sodas. The kitchen is serving pub fare with brunch from 11 to 2 p.m. on Sundays. Live music two days a week and a farmer's market on the second Sunday of every month. Townandcitybrewing.com. One of my favorite places to go just got better. Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, 8 national crafties, 8 imports and ciders, 5 fancy pans, specialty brews, 1 mead, and 1 cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner. And don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, RudyardsPub.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. 
You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com. What's up, everybody? This is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show, and a local brewery for you to go out and try is from Cycler's Brewing Company. It is the 5511 Double Red L. What makes it a double? 7.9% ABV does. What makes it red? Well, actually, the roasted moss that they're used is what gives it the red color. 5511 is a medium-bodied beer that balances well with the piney bitterness from the hops. Available in 12-ounce cans and also on draft at your favorite places. Don't forget to tune in to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5. All right, joining us now from Cigar City Brewing Company, uh, we have Wayne Wambles. Wayne, how's it going, buddy? Great. How are you? I'm doing pretty fantastic. Uh, in the tap room, you have a cask of Key Lime Pale L, and that's what I am having at the moment, and it's pretty damn tasty. Excellent. Right on. Sounds like something refreshing to drink on a day like today. Oh, man, pretty much any day is good. But, yeah, out there right now, uh, we are in the sunny state of Florida, so it's pretty pretty fantastic. Blue skies out there at the moment, and this Key Lime Pale Ale is pretty great. But it is a cask room only beer, or whatever, tap room only beer. It has nothing to do with the beer that I'm drinking, that I'm not getting it quite right. Yeah, sure, just uh, tasting room only um, cask. Uh, we don't tend to send casts out very often um, just because of the nature of casts. Um, can potentially be unstable, and, uh, and we don't like to, to lug them around town or across the state or out of state very often. Casks are one thing that, that you really don't know what you're going to get until you finally tap it. I think that, uh, I think that um, the UK, for the most part, really has it figured out. I mean, because they're pretty much the ones that... Uh, I think came up with the process and um, as Americans I don't think that we execute it very well consistently um, but England is one of my favorite places to drink beer and when I'm over there I drink cast beer 99% of the time. Um, average ABV is about 4% and they're just really great beers to drink, um, they're just really great social beers. What do you think is the difference in how they're 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 created? Like what's what's makes them better? I know that like you're saying they're typically lower ABVs. Here we'll put anything in a cask and throw some extra stuff in it. Exactly. Um, they're not afraid to use uh, findings in the cask. Um, a traditional finding you'll see in England is isinglass, which is fish swim bladders. Um, not necessarily vegan or vegetarian friendly, which probably might. Uh, exclude them as an option for some people but it's been it's something they've been using for a very very long time and the reason they use it is it's very effective so a lot of the times when you get cast beer it's not just the the carbonation concern um, it's uh, it's also the clarity concern if you're in England and you order a pint of Cascale and it's cloudy Englishmen will push it back at the bar at, at you, and they're not going to drink that. Um, 
So like real cask beer uh, executed correctly is going to be very clear. Not Maybe not absolutely brilliant, but like a lager, but very clear. Which is a lot different from pretty much every cask beer that you get in, in the States because uh, there's they don't, they're not using anything. They basically you put your beer you brew in there and then you just add ingredients and that's I, your cask beer. I think that some of them do. I, at least some of us know how to do it, but you're looking for a, a clear beer. You're not looking for um, a beer that's just loaded down with yeast. So Wayne Wambles, you're the head brewer here at Cigar City. Correct. And you've been here since the very beginning. Yeah, I was the first uh, paid employee. Um, I was technically hired um, in late 2007, but I didn't begin working until March 24, 2008, I think was my first day actually on site. So I've been here since the very beginning. Did you come from, uh, where you have a brewing background before you came over here or? I uh, started as a home brewer back in 1993 um, in southeast Alabama, which is where I'm from. And uh, finally was able to get a break in commercial brewing and brewed at a small brew pub within 30 miles of my hometown. And within about a year, um, moved to another brew pub in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, which ended up um, becoming a chain. It, it went corporate, and they opened up quite a few more um, breweries around the Atlanta area and I moved up there and worked up there for several years um, then moved back home and helped open another brewery um, that was unsuccessful um, and then went to North Carolina and brewed for Footholes and that's where I was when um, Joey the owner of Cigar City Brewing hired me for this job so Joey that's a uh, I was reading about his story uh, he kind of the same thing just slowly got into beer and but instead of working for production breweries and doing all that he just kind of decided to start a home brewing and enjoyed that and decided to open up a brewery he did some home brewing but um i don't i don't think he spent a lot of time doing that uh, he actually did work for other breweries uh i know he worked for dunedin brewing uh for a while for a little while at least um they were over in dunedin just west of our brewery here and they're one of the older breweries in the state of Florida. Um, but he, he also was a beer writer for a long time, and he was also uh, an avid beer trader and enthusiast. And I think he sort of stumbled upon uh, craft beer in the 90s uh, after a trip to Oregon, from what I recall. But They he, make some pretty good beer in Oregon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really enjoy the Northwest. Yeah, so the brewery opened up in 2009 is that correct or 2008 uh yeah uh technically 2009 march of 2009 was the first uh first time that we sold our beer commercially um we were brewing pilots in 2008 and just trying to get an idea of what direction we were going to go and try to create some of our seasonal concepts and um uh, trying to determine how many core brands we would open with and uh, in the beginning we actually just wanted to be a, a very boutique brewery and stay small volume um, and just produce one-offs and boutique beers and um, uh, we just had good success with some of our core brands and uh, kind of changed the face of our initial intent. 
Well, and a lot has changed over the years since 2008, 2009, you know, just in people's taste and what they're looking for. So coming out with your core brand, I know that, that Highlight, Highlight, is that saying it right? Yeah, Highlight. Highlight. <laughs> that, that's just a fantastic IPA. I mean, and then, when did you start brewing that beer? We brewed one pilot of it in 2008, and it, it was, uh, we didn't get a very good yield out of it, but it allowed me to edit um, in my head as I was moving towards uh, production of the beer. And then once we actually started brewing it, um, there were minor changes that we made in the first year. And then due to uh, raw material uh, inavailability in certain circumstances, we've made uh, slight changes to it as well. But the overall intent has always been to produce a hybrid between an East Coast IPA and a West Coast IPA, but also try to uh, capture um, this lusciousness uh, um, and tropical character uh, because I, I just feel like that's kind of our concept. We're a Florida brewery. The, that, I mean, it is a pretty kick-ass IPA. One that you know, we, we travel, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, but every time we come to Florida, that's the beer that I look for. And it sounds like, which we'll talk about, get to in the next segment, that we're going to be seeing a little bit more of this beer become available which is great news for everybody, with the uh, recent uh, purchase. Uh, Fireman's Equity Group uh, acquisition, which gets signed in July, which is uh, next month. Um, so it's not finalized yet, but it, yes, it will be. And there definitely will be increased production. I'm not sure how long it will take to uh, get out of the state of Florida, but from preliminary discussions that we've had, it sounds like uh, the increased production will come back to Florida immediately uh, to try to meet demand here, and then we will probably start moving, uh, migrating from Florida into southeast states that are directly connected, uh, and uh, and try to start providing more product to markets that we've already opened. I mean, we're already in uh, Alabama and Georgia. We've been in those states for for at least two or three years, um, but we really haven't been able to produce enough product to supply them. So it'll allow us to, to slowly migrate out of the Southeast and to the rest of the US. It's getting closer and closer to Texas. That's the important thing. <laughs> Texas has to change their, some of their crazy, um, oh, man, some of their laws. crazy laws though. Yeah, they, 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 they've been a real big pain in the ass, not just for the local breweries, but especially for breweries out of state trying of to state. get in. Yeah. Yeah, all right, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk more with Wayne Wimble, Cigar City Brewing Company's head brewer. Stay tuned.
Spindle Tap Brewery, Houston's newest brewery and tap room. Actually, it's Houston's newest air-conditioned brewery and tap room. Located 10622 Hirsch Road, just 15 minutes north of downtown. Look for Boomtown Blonde, Tool Pusher Pale Ale, Hopper House Double IPA, and Honey Hole ESB on tap around town. But you definitely need to stop in the tap room for a beer and a burger. Tap room is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Get all your information you need. Hey everybody, this is John from Drink of Ages and a great beer you need to go try is Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale. This tasty West Coast style Pale Ale drinks an easy 5.7% ABV and goes perfect while sitting by the grill listening to the steak sizzle. Grab a pint or pick up a six pack all over town and check them out at sweetwaterbrew.com. Listen Fridays at 9pm on ESPN 97.5 for more beer talk and live music on Drink of Ages radio show. If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201. Or message us at facebook.com slash drinkofages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages. And get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com. Hey, good beer drinkers out there. This is John Dimon from Drink of Ages. Summer is officially here, and using the old adage, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Our friends at St. Arnold Brewing Company, Texas' oldest craft brewery, has made another fantastic beer called 5 O'Clock Pills. 5.2% ABV takes you back to Pilsen, Czech Republic, when the style was created centuries ago. Do yourself a favor and get some 5 O'Clock Pills. Since it is 5 o'clock somewhere, you can enjoy it anytime. Listen to Drink of Ages radio show Friday night at 9 p.m. on ESPN 97.5 FM. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com Hey, this is Bruce Leslie, president of the Texas Mead Association, and I want to invite you out to the Texas Mead Fest. This is our fifth annual one, but this year it's being held at the Lake Conroe KOA in Montgomery, Texas, 19785 Highway 105 on September 24th from 11 to 7. It's $20 in advance or $25 at the event to get eight tasting tickets and a souvenir wine glass, and you get to taste meads from seven different meaderies throughout the state of Texas. We also have beekeepers, honey, beekeeping supplies, food trucks, vendors, and a bunch of really good live music. So come on out, have some fun, taste some good craft meats, and enjoy the day at the Texas Mead Fest. For more information, check out our website at texasmead.org. All right, Drink of Ages, we are back, and we're talking with Wayne Wambles from Cigar City Brewing Company here in Tampa Bay, Florida. Beautiful area over here. Uh, man, we were staying. We're staying down in was Anna Maria Island, Bradenton. Correct. Yeah. And came across. I mean, it's just a beautiful drive heading up this direction because you have some pretty badass bridges. Oh yeah, did you go across the uh, 
oh god, what's it called? Sun. I can't believe I live here and I can't remember it. <laughs> I just drove Skyway. across it and I don't. Yeah, the sky. Maybe so. Yeah. 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 Of course, you're going over beautiful water, which makes it even nicer. But yeah, it's a pretty kick-ass, sure. nice little drive from there to up here. Uh, another thing that that that. I was reading about you guys that's going to help production. A couple of your beers, your contract brewing at another location. Is that right? We have a rotating proprietorship with uh, Brew Hub located in Lakeland, Florida. It's about a 30 to 40 minute drive from our facility. Um, so, uh, But it's not actually contract brewing. I mean, rotating proprietorship rotating. is what we it's, refer yeah. to it as. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's, that's how um, the contract is. So we have people on site that make sure that everything is produced uh, to our specifications and um, we're uh, very critical on the quality and um, consistency and trying to maintain that true to brand character of each uh, individual brand. Which beers are you are you making over there? Um, I know Florida Cracker and some production of Highlight and some production of Tampa Lager. I think every once in a while, uh, Invasion, uh, Maduro. Some of our nitro beers are produced over there. Um, we're, we still produce the bulk of Highlight here, though. So um, this brewery produces about, we did about 45,000 last year. And then about 15,000 comes out of uh, Lakeland Brew Hub. What size brew house is this? This is our first brew house that we uh, we installed in 2008 and started brewing on in 2009. It's a 15 barrel. Brew house two is at the other end of this series of buildings, and it's a four vessel 30 barrel. Because uh, I'm looking at this, the one that we're sitting by, going that that's you guys should be brewing right now if you're pushing that much beer out of here. But you have a whole nother brew house on the other side. Yeah, sure. That's where the bulk of production at this facility takes place. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense than uh, than what I was looking at. But but it's fantastic growth that you guys seen in a relatively short period of time. Yeah, sure. And uh, it's you know, the frustrating part is um, we still are not producing enough to take care of the state of Florida, and we're we're working on that. And I think um, definitely with this next um, this next merger, we should be able to take care of that no problem. So some of the other beers that you guys are brewing, you, you mentioned the Tampa, Tampa style lager, which is just an easy drinking, uh, just nice lager. It's more along the lines of a slightly heartier German style um, liked beer, which is basically the German's version of a light lager. So <clears throat> it's an almond beer and it has uh, distinct malt character, um, no adjuncts, and there's a little bit more hop presence um, than you would get from an American light lager or, or even an American lager. So uh, even though it is a lower alcohol, easier drinking beer, it still has quite a bit of character. Well, making a, a lager like that that you're talking about, uh, that's that's actually a very hard beer to make. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the uh, to keep the... They said to have enough hop bite to it to where it's not overly hot, but uh, still a huge malt presence. I mean, you've got to have it very fine-tuned and pay a lot of attention to how you're brewing it. Well, it's, it's not a huge malt presence. It's definitely 
much more malt presence than you would get from your standard American light lager or, or even American lager. Um, it's a balanced beer. It just it's flavorful versus uh, some of the other beers that are in those categories that could be relatively more like carbonated water with some alcohol. Then one of my favorite favorite beers out there in uh, anywhere, the Highlight. That that's like I said earlier in the last segment, man. That is just a fantastic IPA. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a um, uh, one that, that man of. Every time I come to Florida, I, I bring back at least a case. <laughs> right on. <laughs> just to have, and it doesn't last very long, but the, the last year we were in Destin and just went to a liquor store and they're like, no, we should be getting a shipment tomorrow if you want to stop by. The next day I drove by, they were dropping it off. So that's a very Excellent. fresh Good timing. highlight. Uh, it, was, it was great timing and took back two cases with me from that liquor store. Uh, Florida Cracker, your Belgian style white ale. Yep. Very good. Oh, Another you. easy drinking. That's uh, a good one for the state of Florida, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lower ABV beer. It's actually a little bit higher than most uh, standard wits. It's five and a half. So not, not much, but just a tad. Uh, I haven't had that one in quite some time, so I'm going to have to get some from the tap room. We go back in there to remember exactly what it tasted like, but I remember the, the Belgian characteristics really stand out in that beer. Sure, it's a traditional um, Belgian white yeast. Yeah, so you get a lot of bubble gum. It, yeah, it can display those characteristics, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I remember from it. Uh, but the Invasion, Invasion Pale Ale. That's my favorite beer. That is a dynamite. That's dynamite my favorite beer. beer that we make. I drink more of it than any other beer um, because it's it has so much um, flavor and balance, in my opinion, for a beer that's only 5% alcohol by volume. So um, it's... <laughs> what cask is to me in England, this beer is to me from this brewery. You know, like very drinkable, very flavorful, um, and uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a. I had it. Let's see. Somebody brought some back. We did a bottle share, and the people just came back. This was about a month and a half ago. It was the first time I tried it, and it was, it was a. a, a relatively fresh can of invasion or invasion pale ale and it was delicious and it was i mean there's a for a pale ale it's a little hoppier than than other pale ales which i like and man like i said just good abv solid beer oh thank you yeah tangerine um passion fruit a little bit of papaya uh, i love that beer i could just crush it yeah yeah that's probably going to be the next one that i have Excellent. There's also a couple of really good session IPAs on too. Highly recommend. Um, let's get beers together. Yeah, that one. Uh, that's a very interesting. For one, it's let's get beers to LGBT, and but you guys did some pretty awesome stuff with that beer and raising some funds for the tragedy that happened in Orlando. Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, I think uh, it's important to 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 try to create some sort of capital uh, you know based upon everything that's that's taken place and yeah it is it's a real shame that um we still live in a world like this but yeah no there's there's still regardless of how many nice people and badass people you meet there's still a bunch of just jackasses out there and unfortunately tragedies happen uh but it's it's all the people coming together at the end and communities coming together to, to i mean it doesn't really help the victims or the victim's family but 
it just there, you do get a sense of, of more of a community and that you're not by yourself in the situation exactly yeah and you guys uh, not only did you do you have this beer the proceeds the let's get beer together proceeds are going to the uh, one orlando fund but also you guys did the tap room where it's like a dollar of every beer sold in the tap room also went to one orlando fund that's pretty badass man awesome thanks yeah yeah you guys are definitely making your mark here in florida and across the united states uh the other beer that it was really funny the first time that i had it we were in uh, sand dustin at man, what's the it's like a whole foods in houston the i don't know it's it's a chain rolling oats or something like that yeah something fresh fresh market fresh market yeah, yeah. walking by a fresh market i was like yeah, let's see what beer they have and behind some bud light believe it or not was a six-pack can of the uh your brown ale oh maduro yeah. maduro and the cans were beat up and it looks like somebody was trying to hide it i don't know why but it's <laughs> if for something told me because i never you know i just not even look at the bud lights but i was like man there's something about behind this bud light and i reached back there and it was a six-pack and so i brought that home that one's interesting because it's a brown ale that you say drink fresh drink immediately oh drink fresh on the brown ale yeah um we've actually found that that one actually ages pretty well ages very well yeah because i had one a couple years later and it was still delicious yeah um the it tends to get more caramelly um some of the sharper brighter roasted and toasted components have a tendency to fall back um but it kind of becomes what <laughs> what a lot of like middle of the line um english brown ales are uh, my my initial intention or, or concept is to uh you know I, I was drinking newcastle and other brown ales back in the early 90s and i was thinking also samuel smith and i was thinking you know like they keep saying nut brown but there's really nothing nutty about this so um that led me to uh create uh, maduro and use a combination of different toasted malts and uh, caramel malts to try to actually have some nutty character and you definitely pick that up when it's fresh and it's a uh, time for another break and uh, do you have a few more minutes to hang out uh yeah sure all right let's uh take a quick break and when we get back we'll talk more about cigar city brewing company here in tampa bay florida stay tuned
Hey, good beer drinkers. John from Drink of Ages Radio Show with a badass beer for you to try. New Holland's Brewing Company, Dragon's Milk. This barrel-aged out comes in at a moderate 11% ABV and 31 IBUs. Aged in bourbon barrels, this beautiful beer has a roasty malt character with vanilla notes as the bourbon and oak rounded out. New Holland Brewing Company is new to Texas, and I highly recommend getting you some. Listen to Drink of Ages every Friday night at 9 p.m. right here on ESPN 97.5 for more beer and more music. The conspiratorial forces at Southern Star Brewing are alleged to have focused their energies on a well-defined objective, a delicious West Coast-style IPA. Conspiracy Theory is a new year-round 6.5% IPA brewed with Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Galena Hot. Let the existence of Conspiracy Theory IPA be proven in your glass or pick up a 360 can. Get ready to bring in the badass weather also with the Spring Pills, a new seasonal from Southern Star. Stop by the new brewery with open tap room every Friday, Saturday, and now open on Sundays. SouthernStarBrewing.com. Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a Growler, 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, they fill your Growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year, assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is at Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, 1005 Wall Drive. In a sun-drenched field on the side of a quiet road just north of Houston, there is an old church, and inside this old church, something is brewing. That something is Back Pew Brewing Company, the Houston area's next legendary craft brewery. With two lines of beer, the Saints and the Sinners, Back Pew does things differently because it's the only way they know. With creative characters and bold twists, Back Pew devises flavors that are entirely unexpected but endlessly enjoyable. Visit BackPewBrewing.com for a list of watering holes where you can find your new favorite beer. Back Pew Brewing Company. Hops are sexy. Welcome back, craft brew lovers, to Drink of Ages. Drink of Ages, we are back, and we're still hanging out with Wayne Wambles, the head brewer here at Cigar City. Uh, I know that you guys have a huge day once a year, the Hunapu mm -hmm. Day. Uh, that is, I've never actually had that beer. It's your Imperial Stout. It's an Imperial Stout. Um, uh sort of like a dessert mole. So if you live in Texas, I'm sure you know what mole is. Mole, um, yeah. So it's sort of like a dessert mole. Um, it's an imperial stout that has uh, cacao nibs, um, vanilla, <clears throat> ancho, pasilla, and wajillo chili peppers, which are said to be the holy trinity of mole, and, um, and some cinnamon. Uh, so you get the heat, and you also get some complex forward chocolate uh, deeper, darker chocolate characteristics, um, and uh, the 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 combination of chili peppers almost comes across um, with some light tobacco-like characteristics, and dark fruit, and uh, a smokiness from the ancho, uh, and then on the backside you have the vanilla and the cinnamon, which sort of makes it into like a Mexican cookie, Mexican wedding cookie sort of thing, and that's these. I don't know. Are you familiar with those? Yes, I am. They're the the round chocolate cookies that are laced with um, cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's kind of the whole feeling that you get from that particular beer. 
And you, so you guys brew this once a year, and then you have a release date. That's usually a March, correct? Yeah, it's usually, I think, the, the end of the second week or third week of March. Usually the second. And it also coincides with the, the, the final Saturday of Tampa Bay Beer Week. It's it's one of those that like this last last year I was really trying to make it down here. Uh, the whole there's a flogging Molly cruise that happens that goes out of Miami, which is a badass just kick-ass music cruise. Lots of lots of drinking, lots of punk rock and all that fun stuff. But the game plan was to come here first and then head to Miami and take the cruise. But eh, it didn't work out because you know, I ended up buying a bar and that was taking up a lot more time than I anticipated. <laughs> but it's been good though. It's been real good. Uh, so when, once you guys actually get to Texas, we definitely need to set up some events where you guys can come hang out at the pub, and we'll do a whole big Sounds cigar Sounds good. Thing. You know, um, OB is opening a uh, brewery in Austin, so I'm sure it won't be too long before I'm over there to at least check it out. Yeah, that's another one of my favorite breweries, and to have them brewing beer, I, mean, I, I sent, sent them all an email, Dell and Chris. I sent them an email saying, hey, you need to do it in Houston instead of Austin. But they didn't listen to me, apparently. So they went ahead and opened up the brewery in Austin. But happy to have Oscar Blues brewing some badass beers there in Texas. Sure, at least it's closer and fresher. Yeah, because Dell's, Dell's honestly, Dell's Palo is just one of my all-time favorite beers ever created by mankind. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, um, I think, it one of the first flavorful beers in cans it kind of changed the way that people perceived can product especially a craft beer and now if you're in the can industry uh, you're definitely making some money in the craft beer it took a long time though for retail outlets to be able to accept it i mean we were we actually went to a tapas place in atlanta uh, uh several years ago and they were like we're carrying these beers in cans, but we don't know how to serve them. How do you give table service on a can? So we basically told them how we felt you would appropriately give table service with a can at a restaurant like that. Uh, it took a while, but I think uh, I well, think which just curious how how did you tell them to do it? Just open the can and we basically told them to do it uh, very similar uh, to the way that you would present it, like conduct wine service. So basically, you come out, you have the can, you have the glass, make sure that it's the can of beer that they ordered. And you pour it into the glass. The only difference is, you know, your your headstand has to be there, and wine's not carbonated. Um, and uh, and of course, with wine, you'd be pouring multiple people. But since it's a single can, there's not letting someone taste it, and then you know, and then pouring everybody else before you pour, pour the person that ordered the wine. So I mean, it's it's fairly easy. And then take the can away once you pour the glass and put it in front of the person. That was what we told them years ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's a one way. I, you poke a hole in one end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shotgun. That's, that's the other way. <laughs> that's that's more for alleys and uh, different kinds of bars. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe <laughs> so. Uh, no, but one one thing that I was reading on Facebook is you recently went to an area in Florida to check out a growing hops here. Yeah, the uh, I think last year the discussion began about potentially growing hops in the state of Florida. Uh, which presents uh, quite a few challenges. Um, there's an issue with humidity, uh, but the biggest issue is the light cycle. The light cycle is different than the light cycle um, you know, up in Yakima, Washington, and um, even on that that parallel, you know, where Michigan. I was in Michigan last week, and they're growing hops successfully. And I had 
Michigan beers that were 100% Michigan grown hops, made with 100% Michigan grown hops, and they were actually very nice and flavorful. Um, they exceeded my expectations. So um, yes, they, they, um, this is a first year, first, uh, first year they put the rhizomes in the ground, and I think right now it's gonna be more of like a learning process. If we get a yield out of it, we'll probably do like a very small um, festival to help uh, create awareness of the fact that um, there's potential that we might be able to have uh, a raw material in beer that is uh, is grown in this state because other than water, that's uh, and, and any sort of thing that's outside of the Rheinheitsgebot, there's really nothing else that um, that is indigenous. Yeah, that comes from Florida. I mean, same thing in Texas. They're they're starting to grow, trying to grow some more hops, but it's just hot. It's hard to grow hops in that in that climate. And I'm sure it's probably relatively the same thing here. That's the, the same. The same. Ch- it's. I don't think it's necessarily the heat. I think it's the humidity. If you look at um, Yakima, which is supposed to be one of the best places in the world to grow hops, um, you, you're looking at like a less than five inches of rainfall annually, and the place is a desert. I mean, nothing grows there unless they want it to. So um, they count on the snowpack in the mountains. They count on, um, you know, uh, the channels coming uh, down. Uh, to, everything is drip emitter irrigated. You don't want rain. That's another problem here. We get a lot more rainfall than they do. Um, so it's definitely going to be a challenge. But um, like Michigan, Cascade hops grown in Yakima are not the same in Michigan and won't be the same here. So a single rhizome becomes multiple things when planted in different environments. That would be pretty badass. Uh, yeah, just to have more, more ingredients in the beer coming from the local area. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that for some of the other beers you, you source, we have several breweries and they, they go to the farmer's market and they you know, pick out, try to do certain things, tap room only situations. And you guys probably do the same thing here. Yep, yep, sure. Try to hold, keep a, keep it, you know, the whole keep it local thing is, is one of those that is, is like, yeah, that's it's, it's a great idea and it's good, but man, uh, you guys are working just as hard on the beer here, so I'd be very happy to have your beer at my pub. It's not local, but yeah, hopefully you, one day. Hopefully <laughs> one day. Hopefully one day. All right. Well, Wayne Wayne Wamble's head brewer here at Cigar City. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. Thank you, sir. And uh, I'm gonna go check out some more beers in the tap room and go take a look at the other brew house on the other side. Awesome. Sounds good. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Drink of ages. We'll be right back.
Music segment sponsored by Spindle Tap Brewery. Look for their beer on tap around town or just go get some at the tap room. SpindleTapBrewery.com. Drink Bages, we are back on, and this is the last segment of the show. And, and really want to thank everyone over at Cigar City for the hospitality, the time sitting down with us, talking about the brewery, and of course the beers, the ones we had there and the crawlers that you know we took home. And, you know, some of y'all will be able to come by the pub and share with us. And I also want to thank SPF 50 for keeping me from turning into a lobster down here because, man, it's just blue skies, blue water. Fantastic place in the world. We had a great time in Florida, but looking forward to the show at Drink of Ages Pub. Stop by and, uh, man, see the progress of what we've done so far. New bar, open up that back room, new bathroom coming in real soon. But, uh, yeah, come come by 1005 Wall Drive, Drink of Ages Pub. Lots of badass beer on tap. going to do some music stuff and just, just see what's going on. Stop in and have a beer with me. Let's wrap this one up. Thanks to Wayne Wamble, Chris Lovett, and the crew over at Cigar City. We had a blast. Uh, man, it actually, it's just a reminder that there are, after all the crap that's happened lately in, in Florida, and not just there, but all over the world right now, it does remind us that there are, you know, some pretty sick and disgusting people out there doing awful things, but at the same time, there are so many more people that are badass and doing great things, so keep that in mind, man. Let's keep it on perspective, and remember that good is better, and good always wins. Have a great night. Be safe out there. Go Astros. And uh, man, you know, this, let me just play a little something that I've listened to for the last week. This gentle sound of the waves coming in. Everybody enjoy it. Be safe. Talk to y'all next week. Thanks everyone for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store. 